1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN.
2: Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go that's right time to chat with our
0: guy jeremy rutherford of the athletic you can follow him on twitter at jprutherford and jr did a pretty interesting look back at the season bold predictions for the blues revisited in his latest column for the athletic Uh, readers went out on a limb jr discussed whether or not he thought that they were going to be right and then he revisited some of those bold predictions and jr I imagine the most interesting one from when you look back uh, was when the gentleman called the fact that the Blues were going to have three first-round picks by the end of the season. How
1: about that? Shout-out to Ken V. I still don't know his last name, but uh, Ken Victory. V. I was asking Victory, for sure. I was asking Marshy uh, off the air. I said, maybe this is that Ken. Remember the presidential debate uh, over at WashU with Ken the red Bone. sweater? There you go, Ken that's Bone. Right. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's Ken Bone, that's not Ken V. So different guy. But uh, this guy, holy smokes! So at the end of the season, guys, you you guys know this. We uh, do our report cards, and then the editors suggest, why don't you go back and look at your bold predictions that you did, and revisit those, and, and see how you did. And I bet you love person, that. I love it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, making the predictions, revisiting them, you know, it's always tough. But uh, at the beginning of this season, I said, you know what, to my boss, I said, why don't we turn it over to the readers and let them make the bold predictions. So they came in, and there were a lot of, you know, stick your neck out, uh, things like uh, Bucinevich 40 goals, Bennington Vesna trophy, uh, Jake Neighbors, rookie of the year. Uh, but then I remember back in October, a guy said that I think the Blues – are going to have three first-round picks at the end of the year, and their own will be number 10. And back in October, I was like, come on, no, that ain't going to happen. This is a 109-point team. I don't see what you're saying. I I don't think this is accurate at all. And so here we are in April. April. Sitting with three first-round picks, including number ten. So, shout out to Ken who predicted that uh, way back when.
2: Pretty good, That's incredible. You know, a lot of fans are curious about Ryan O'Reilly Jr. And I, I hear it from fans. What do you think? Does he return to St. Louis, or has that door been closed?
1: You know, I, I leave it slightly open, Dan. I I do think that uh, you know, talking to some people, that he has St. Louis on his list. But you can never tell what's going to happen. Look, if Toronto wins a cup and they want to re-sign him or you know his value skyrockets because of the way he's playing and that's not uh, financially feasible for the Blues how do you how do you make it come back even if you sit here now and think that it is a possibility but with that said I think you leave the door open you know they could use some help probably uh, second third line center if you're going to stick with Robert Thomas and and Shen up the middle O'Reilly can still come back and help you it just comes down to how much would it cost and and do the blues want to go that direction, so I think the way he's playing it's still too early, but I think there's always a chance
0: Jr. when you look at the the draft and i and I know that you don't know all the prospects and things like that, but looking at what the blues have coming up down the road contract wise looking at the the philosophy the style that we know Doug Armstrong wants the team to play and 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 him and Craig Berube are, are on the same page there. What do you think the the strategy, so to speak, will be entering the draft? Do you do you think that they'll have uh, a, an earmark for a certain position that they're looking at, or do you think it's it just kind of best player available?
1: Yeah, if they if they keep all three of their picks, I don't think they're going to earmark a position. I think that they'll make that first uh, selection, number ten overall, if that's indeed what it is. Excuse me, losing my voice here. Uh, But I, I think they'll make that pick, and I think like what Doug Armstrong said the other day, guys, with those latter two picks of the first round from the Rangers and from Toronto, I think there's a chance they could move that, whether it be to move higher in the draft or to move it for an established player, I think that's a
0: possibility.
2: In term, do you need to clear your throat there, Jr? Go yeah, right ahead. Yeah, buddy. make sure make sure you yeah. get
0: something Sorry, to drink. Go get a little yeah. water. You know, we, it's all good. And we know that it's been a tough year, and you know, sometimes you get emotional talking about your blues. I Very get emotional.
1: Well, and also I know that this is just a fifteen minute divergent from that Juan Yepes argument, so I know that we're uh, talking blues to get away from that for a minute.
2: Well, I need to cool down, Jr. I think we need to get Ken <laughs> V on his thoughts of the Cardinals, the way things are going. <laughs> Not a bad thought. Um. What stuck out for you during the, the Doug Armstrong press conference? Sometimes you can read into what guys are saying by the tone or the language because you're around them a lot. What did you read into the the final presser for Doug going into this offseason?
1: Yeah, Dan, not just with uh, Doug Armstrong, but if you put his press conference together with the Justin Falk press conference and the Braden Shen, <clears throat> I think they wanted to put a message out there. And that message is, These guys need to be better inside the locker room, on the ice, on practice day, so on and so forth. And I think it's a message that resonated. Like, you couldn't have walked out of that room without catching the drift of those guys. And when you talk to Doug Armstrong about the situation with the young players, he was pretty adamant that, you know, he's got to figure out how to get to these young players. How do you get to a, excuse me. How do you get to a Jordan Cairo who you know has all the talent in the world? But you just want to see him, you know, operate like a Braden Chen But these guys are twenty-four years old. You went through it with a lot of other young players, so I think that listening to these guys talk about regaining that professionalism, you could you could hear that message loud and clear.
0: Jeremy Rutherford's joining us right now in the fast lane on one one ESPN. we know that there's not going to be a ton of cap space. We know that. Uh, when it comes to the the draft that's – look, you're talking about prospects and players that are several years away. Do you think there's going to be a strategy with this offseason, Jr. in terms of making the improvements that you can within the cap space? And what what do you think that strategy is going to look like?
1: I think Doug Armstrong, he can't sit back and just see what comes to him. He's going to be aggressive. I think that he wants to see how he can help this team. But I just think it's a situation where you have to understand – what position you're in. So if it's if the opportunity is there to be aggressive and make a trade that can help you be competitive next year. Great, but not at the expense of dealing all these first round picks that you acquired that could really help you in in the long haul. Like, look, it might be good to be competitive next year and maybe finish higher in the standings because you made a move that helped you get to that point. But if it comes at the expense of taking away what you could be in two, three, four years, if you keep these picks, if you don't make that trade to to make it to the first round next year and bow out, I think that's the way he has to look at it. He's been smart about these decisions, and I, I wouldn't expect anything different.
2: What's the area, Jr. that they have to address the most in this offseason? What position or what area? Yeah, I think it's got to be
1: defense, and I'm not saying that anything will happen in that area, but I think Doug Armstrong has to explore all those options. And see if there's any takers out there for some of these guys. I think it's a situation. You look at Tory Krug and you look at Colton Preco and you look at some of these players, you know, can you get to that next level with them on the roster? And if you can't, are there any takers? Because we saw what happened this year with this defense. So I think that uh, if, if Doug Armstrong's making these phone calls, which he's been doing for months and months and months, and something comes together, I think that's the area where they need to change
0: things. All right, JR, we're going to let you go so you get something to drink and start to clear that throat, all right, buddy?
1: Yeah, sorry about that, guys. You no, you're couple, fine.
0: Uh, you're the best, days, buddy. Yeah. No, we appreciate you. Thank thank you. All right, see you guys. See ya.